2: Welcome to Animal Voices, Western Canada's only radio program dedicated to animal advocacy and compassionate living. This is 100.5 FM CFRO Vancouver Co-op Radio in Vancouver, BC, Canada, unceded Coast Salish territories. Today is Friday, February 21st, 2020. I'm your host, Elise Jacobson, and I'm joined here in the studio today by my guest co-host, Grace Wampold. Hi. And our control room operator, Carol Davies McIntosh. Good afternoon. February happens to be Vegan Cuisine Month. Vegan Cuisine Month was started by the American Vegan Society to help bring awareness to how easy and delicious it can be to switch from eating animals to eating plants. And, of course, it is also Black History Month. We may not have too many days left in February, but we want to keep these celebrations going. So today's show will shine a spotlight on some amazing black vegan chefs. Our featured guest today is local vegan chef Asha Wielden, founder of Kula Foods. Kula is a plant-based food producer in Vancouver, and they create Afrocentric Plant based foods that are rich in flavor, nutritious, and satisfying. We are lucky to have Asha right here in the studio with us today. She'll be joining us in a few minutes. And that interview is coming up in about half an hour, so be sure to stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to kick things off with a short feature on Oakland based vegan chef, cookbook author, and food justice activist Bryant Terry. Terry is a James Beard Award winner and is chef in residence at the Museum of the African Diaspora. Here he takes us on a little tour through the Oakland Farmer's Market. From picking the ripest fruit at the market to fighting the power with your plate, Chef Terry leaves us with plenty of food for thought.
3: So much of my work is driven by history and memory, you know, the history of people of African descent, Africans, knowing these things, the memories of growing up in a family where both the men and women cooked and understood the importance of growing food and building community around the table. My name is Brian Terry and I'm an Oakland-based chef, food justice activist, and author of four books. I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. I remember spending a lot of time at my paternal grandfather's house and he had this amazing backyard garden. I mean, every bit of space was used to grow some food and it had a deep impact on me. We are at the downtown Oakland Farmer's Market. It's actually one of my favorite markets. I'd rather go to a farmer's market than the supermarket. The food is fresher, a lot more nutrient-dense, and um, you get to build community. You get a chance to interact with people who live in the same community in which you live. And so, um, Farmer's markets, where is that? As long as it has some spots like that, most people call them
1: sugar spots, any type of that. Usually, they're just sunburns. Things like that, or uh, scratches like these, those are usually the ones packed with sugar. Oh, those yeah. are the ones you want to see. Yeah.
3: Okay. If you want to wait
1: for ripeness, if you go to the bottom where the stem would be, and if it's softer on there, you yeah. are ready to go.
3: But if these are a little hard, I just let these sit out for. Yeah, Two outside
1: the fridge. You're yeah. ready to rock and roll. To go right.
3: Yeah. Another reason that is so important to go to farmers markets is that you get to talk to the people who are growing your food. Folks are like, I can't afford to get that official certification. But he told me it's pesticide-free. I tasted it. It's delicious. When you actually get a chance to build and connect with and talk to the people who are growing your food, then you get to build a relationship and know that this is someone I can trust. I don't need a stamp of approval in order for me to buy it. The thing about my experience as a chef is it's been pretty anomalous and atypical because I'm not a traditional chef. I did go to cooking school, but I went to cooking school with the express goal of founding an organization that used cooking as a way to engage young people, to politicize them around food issues. My goal is to help people feel comfortable being in the kitchen, taking raw ingredients, making meals from scratch, putting your heart and soul into it, and good energy, and just making good food for yourself and your family. I tell people I cook like my grandma. A lot of it was just observing her and, you know, tasting her food. I remember she would give me some food to taste and ask me my opinion of it. And so she definitely influenced my kind of approach to and love for cooking. One of the first memories I have was when I was, I must have been around seven, and my mom and dad let me make lunch. It was a grilled cheese sandwich, but I just wrecked it. It was so burned. My dad, he ate the whole sandwich just to be supportive. It was just one of those early lessons for me in uh, making mistakes in the kitchen. You know, that's a part of the process. You got to make mistakes, and that's how you get better. Oprah is... Indigenous to the African continent, used throughout southern cooking, one of those things that's emblematic of Louisiana Cajun Creole cooking. You know, Oprah is one of those things that's so important to embrace because I feel like it's really symbolic of the African diaspora. Starting with food, starting with cooking, starting with eating around the table with community, that's such a powerful bridge. often convinces us that we need to fix everything as an individual. In regard to eating healthfully, making meals from scratch, having fresh food, I think one of the most powerful things we can do is lean on community. You know, there's this adage that if you go into a lot of hoods on every corner, you find like a liquor store. Well, I always say that there's probably a church right across the street. I've been to churches. In black communities where they have these amazing, huge industrial kitchens that haven't been used in decades. What if the church used that kitchen for cooking classes, to teach young people about cooking, used it to incubate small food businesses, feeding people, educating people? We need to be tapping into this knowledge and using these folks as a resource and ensuring that they're passing it down to these younger generations so that this knowledge can continue. I think recipes are great, but honestly, for me, the magic is using what's on hand, uh, spontaneity, creativity. You know, just really letting spirit move through and you know seeing what comes comes up, what happens. It's not just about like the act of kind of fueling ourselves, but food can be this conduit to building community, to connecting with people, to connecting with history and culture. Having Linda Harrison, the executive director of uh, the Museum of the African Diaspora in San Francisco, invite me to be the chef-in-residence at the museum is probably the thing that I'm most proud of, like being able to provide the community with programming that is all about food. From educational programs, we bring in scholars and cookbook authors and food writers to the educational work that we're doing in schools in Oakland and San Francisco, you know, those things. I'm, I'm proud of the work that I've done, and for me, You know, I try not to get too caught up in quantity of impact. I think if I change one person's life, then that's a huge deal. I really just want to be a good dad and remembered as someone who really tried to use cooking as a political solution.
1: tickets are on sale now for the 19th annual talking stick festival february 18th to 29th at various vancouver venues the 2020 festival theme is chen chen a squamish word that translates as upholding each other lifting each other up tsf is a vibrant celebration of indigenous artistry expertise talent and knowledge from around the world presented through theatrical performances music dance Film and visual art exhibits, the industry series and knowledge sharing workshops, young audience and family programming, the annual celebration of powwow culture, the Métis Fair, and much more. Many performances are free or pay what you can. For more information, go to TalkingStickFest.ca. Talking Stick is produced by Full Circle, First Nations Performance.
4: And now for the news. Amazon Prime has released a new all-vegan cooking show. This will be the first of its kind. A New Day, New Chef, Season 1, is available to stream on Amazon Prime and will air on public television stations as well. In each episode, Jane Velez-Mitchell, a multimedia journalist and the founder of Jane Unchained, will be joined by a different vegan celebrity to discuss and make some delicious vegan food. Some guests include John Sally, Christina, Elise, Billy Lee, Lori Allen, and Marco Antonio Regil, and many, many more. The show aims to help Americans reinvent their diet, boost their energy, lower their carbon footprint, and transform their lives with a simple switch to plant-based foods. This is really exciting as yeah. Jane has a, yeah, she was trying to get the show onto um, the cooking channel and she's been turned down, but Amazon picked it up. Right. Oh, that's so rad. Yeah. Yeah, that's really exciting. I can't wait to check that out. Yeah. That's super fun. Yeah. Um, Another uh, news event is that Los Angeles, the city council voted on Tuesday that they're going to ban the use of wild and exotic animals for entertainment purposes. Wow. Yeah, the ordinance um, makes it illegal to bring wild animals to parties or use them in situations that require them to perform tricks. Um, So last year they outlawed animals being used in circuses. Um, and so now this extends to private entertainment. It's hard to believe people are still doing that. Like,
2: <laughs> bringing animals into their homes to entertain people at parties, it's so weird that that was still a thing. But I'm so
4: glad to hear that they finally outlawed it. Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, it's interesting. The ordinance includes things like specifically stating that wild, dangerous, or exotic animals um, that were required to form, perform tricks, give rides, or participate as an accessory even – Um, are going to be outlawed, whether it be for or without money. They put in so many specifications. Wow. Okay, that's amazing. Progress. (laughs) Um, And there is some more
2: news this week. A new study has come out showing that most Americans who by and large claim to be environmentally conscious are overlooking some of the Mm -hmm. most important decisions regarding the health of the environment, that being what they eat. Uh, The new study shows that these conversations are not happening. The environmental impacts of individual diets seem a little too close to home for most, as reported by Inverse. And while some people say that big oil is responsible for most of the planet's environmental issues, the fight for protecting the Earth may need to focus on factory farming practices and the foods that come from these places, primarily meat. Eating less meat is one of the most significant environmentally focused decisions that individuals can make to help improve the health of the planet. More than 9 billion animals are raised and slaughtered for human consumption each year in the U.S. alone. The results of doing so put an incredible strain on natural resources like land water and fossil fuels while yielding relatively small amounts of meat dairy and eggs for this input um so yeah this these are really interesting findings um It's kind of surprising, actually, that more people are not aware of this. I feel like there's been a lot of discussion on it (laughs) in the news. You know, tons of articles, tons of studies that have come out over the last five, ten years. Um, But, yeah, I guess this survey found that um, most people rarely or never talk about the environmental impact of their food choices with their friends and family. A lot of people
4: just aren't aware. Seems to be something we avoid. I mean, it's information that people have known since... The seventies—that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's just hard to face, and right. I think now officially, with the UN agreeing that factory farming is bad for both your health and the, and the planet, it's it's become more common.
2: Um, yes. For yeah. people to talk about it? Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Um, they did find the encouraging findings of the survey, I suppose, were that 54% of respondents were willing to cut down on red meat. 67% are wow. open to trying plant-based foods, uh, but only if they taste better than their animal-based <laughs> alternatives. So that's a challenge, I guess. I mean, not not really. Like, if you actually try right. these, so many of the alternatives available, they actually taste amazing. Um, and 63% would increase eating of plant-based food if it costs less than meat so that is definitely Mm. something to consider for advocates and for any companies that are making plant-based foods and 50 percent want to hear more information about food's environmental impact so it sounds like a lot of people are open to learning about it and open to making changes so that is encouraging Definitely. And moving on now, we are going to play for you another feature, another clip. This one features Janae Claiborne of Sweet potato Soul. If you're not following her YouTube channel, you must. She is <laughs> amazing. Um and yeah, this video in this video she's talking about um ten vegan hacks. So sort of little shortcuts for um an effective vegan lifestyle. And it's really cool. She has a lot of good tips. So here's Janae Claiborne from Sweet Potato Soul.
0: Hi guys, so today I have 10 very helpful vegan hacks for you. So all of these tips are gonna make your vegan life so much easier, even if you're not vegan and you're moving in this direction, this is just gonna make it easier for you. It can help you save time, money, help you have more fun and eat even more delicious food. So let's get started with number one. So number one, because we all love coffee, is to warm up and froth your non-dairy milk before you add it to coffee. You don't have to use a creamer, you can just use plain old soy milk or almond milk. This helps your non-dairy milk become a creamer. It's creamy, it's delicious, it's everything you want in your morning cup of coffee. I always hear it constantly, what do you use for creamer, because people have a very hard time giving up dairy creamer when they become vegan or when they're thinking about it. But this really helps to replicate that nice and creamy texture. I will say that the very best type of non-dairy milk that I have found to use is just plain organic soy milk, nothing else added, just water and soybeans. It foams so well and it's so delicious. For number two, we're going sweet with banana and ice cream. So what is this? Basically, you can freeze bananas and put them in the blender and turn them into ice cream. It's really that simple. You can add other things to make chocolate ice cream or mango or berry or whatever you feel like, but it's so much healthier than the real thing. Also, it's cheaper. You can make it at home. You don't need an ice cream maker. On. The list just goes on and on. It's a perfect snack or dessert. Number three, speaking of frozen, make sure you stock your freezer with frozen fruits and vegetables. So frozen fruit, of course, you can use them for baking or, like I was saying with the bananas, make banana ice cream ice cream. You can also put them in smoothies. It's such a great, easy way to add more nutrition to your daily diet. But also keep frozen vegetables because, When you have frozen vegetables, you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I ran out of fresh vegetables, I'm not going to eat healthy today. You can just reach for the frozen. All frozen vegetables and fruits are frozen at their peak of freshness, so you don't have to worry about them not being as nutritious. Whereas, oftentimes, I'll go to the grocery store and see some wilted kale and romaine lettuce on the shelf, and I know that using something frozen is actually going to give me even more nutritional value than that. So, another thing about frozen, it stays for a long time, you don't have to worry about going bad. Like I said, when you don't have any fresh vegetables on hand, you got frozen, you can use them, and you can even add them to smoothies, soups, and little fast things like that. It's so convenient, and it's not at all expensive to rely on frozen vegetables and fruit when you don't have fresh. Number four, keep your greens fresh using a paper towel. So, this is especially for clean greens, In order to save time, I like to wash my kale right when I bring it home um, or all at once. And of course, when it's clean, once you've washed it, it'll go bad more quickly. So what you got to do, wash it, dry it, put it in a container or a reusable Ziploc bag and stick a piece of paper towel in there. It's going to help absorb any excess moisture, keep them fresh for longer and just make sure to replace that paper towel every other day to keep extending the life of your fresh greens. Number five, grind your own flaxseed. Now, we've all heard about the health benefits of eating more flaxseed, adding it to our oats and our smoothies, because it's got so many wonderful omega-3s. Okay, well, if you buy pre-ground, unfortunately, you'll probably be losing some of that nutritional value because pre-ground flaxseeds, they lose their their fatty acids by being pre-ground. The best way to do it is to grind them fresh. Another thing about this, you can save so much money. If you buy a bag of pre-ground flaxseed meal, it's going to cost you a lot more money than if you just went to the grocery store and bought whole flaxseeds in bulk and grind them yourself at home. You can use a coffee grinder, aka a spice grinder for this, super easy, and if you don't already have a coffee spice grinder, those are cheap too. Number six, remember, pretty much all spices are already vegan. So if you're coming to the vegan diet from a standard American diet or just, you know, not eating uh, all vegan, then keep that in mind. You still can use the same spices to season vegetables and mushrooms. You can even use things like steak seasoning. Believe it or not, What's inside is vegan. They just call it steak seasoning because people usually use it on steak. Same thing with chicken seasonings. in those little bottles, you know, look at the back. The ingredients are vegan. So if you're used to using those types of spices, keep using them. And just swap out the animal product for a vegetable. Spices are what makes your food taste good anyway. So whatever spices you know, love, and are used to, Hold on to them, keep using them just on vegan foods. Number 7, I love this tip so much because I love mushrooms. So, this hack is to put a lid, a heavy lid or a heavy skillet, another pot on top of your mushrooms while they cook. So basically what this does is it helps make them more meaty. It helps cook out some of the liquids and helps those fibers bond together. I don't know what they do. but. The mushroom, the result is so much meatier and tastier. I love this. So, make sure you try that hack out. Number eight. Now, I know a lot of people don't like fake meat, but listen. Baked meat is really, really great and helpful, especially if you're just transitioning to a vegan diet. I always recommend to people that if you're going to become vegan, one of the easiest ways to do that is just to eat the foods that you're used to eating just in a vegan way. So you can use things like Gardein Chicken and Beyond Meat, ground beef, and all these other mock meats to replicate the foods you're most used to without having to touch animals at all whatsoever. These things are also great for children, so if you have kids who you want to transition to a vegan diet, you can swap out the meat, the chicken, even fish. Gardein has an amazing fishless filet product that reminds me of fish sticks that I used to eat when I was a little kid. So nowadays, you can swap these out, trick the kids, and make it easier for you, yourself, to transition to a vegan diet. And trust me, over time, As you do this, you'll start eating more vegetables and more more whole foods, if you prioritize that. And you won't have to rely so heavily on mock meats, but they really, really are helpful. Now, if you guys know me or if you have my book, you'll see that I don't use that many uh, official mock meats like Gardein and Beyond Meat in my recipes. Instead, I like to use vegetables and mushrooms to replicate meat. I have a few recipes where I do that, like this amazing chicken and waffles using mushrooms for the chicken, also fried chicken using cauliflower as the chicken. So you can actually use whole foods such as vegetables and mushrooms as meat substitutes as well. Okay, so hack number nine, if you love to bake or if you just love to eat baked goods and you wonder how in the world can a vegan baked good be as good as the real thing, well, vinegar. Believe it or not, when you add vinegar to non-dairy milk, it helps to curdle it, but more importantly, when you add it to the rest of your ingredients, the dry ingredients, it reacts with the baking soda and baking powder to help whatever your baked good is rise and become fluffy and just be perfect. So you definitely do not need eggs for this. You can go ahead and move the eggs aside and start using vinegar. I will link some recipes down below so you can see actually how it's done and give it a try yourself. So number 10, this one sounds kind of obvious, but look, people take this for granted. Eat plenty of food, eat a lot. Eat as much as you need to make yourself full and feel nourished and energized and all the above. So a lot of people come to me and they'll say, look, I tried the vegan diet for two days, three days, whatever, and I was hungry the whole time. Well, the reason you're hungry is simply because you are not eating enough food. It makes sense, right? Keep in mind that when you're eating a vegan diet, especially a whole food vegan diet, you're probably eating fewer calories. Just if you're used to eating, a, say, a salad on a plate with like, I don't know, not that many greens and you just take out the chicken and you take out the cheese and now all you have left are the greens, that's not enough food. You're going to have to replace the chicken and the cheese. With more wholesome things like grains and beans and other vegetables and fruits so make sure you bulk up your food make sure you eat plenty of it if you ever feel like you're still hungry y'all you just gotta eat more food it's really as simple as that and look don't be afraid to overeat when you're eating clean now if you're eating a whole bunch of processed vegan food yes slow your roll think about what you're doing to yourself That's probably not what you should be eating, but we are talking whole foods right now. Whole grains, vegetables, and fruits. You don't have to worry about eating too many of these foods because they're low in calories and they're just doing great things to your body. They're just giving you fuel and joy and happiness. Also, these foods are full of fiber. So that means once you've had enough, you've had enough. Your body's gonna send you signals. Whereas if you just ate a bunch of vegan Oreos or other junk food, you're not gonna get that signal. So keep eating the whole foods. Please eat as much as you need to feel nourished and full and you will be a healthy, happy vegan. Okay, so those are my 10 vegan hacks, but I have a bonus as well. So for this one, I just want to remind you guys to revisit why you want to become vegan or why you became vegan in the first place. If, say, you're having a hard time sticking with the lifestyle, there's temptations, revisit why you decided to become vegan. For example, for me, it was all about the animals. I didn't want to participate any longer in such a cruel and exploitative system. Or for you, maybe it's your health. Maybe you're suffering from something like type 2 diabetes or hypertension or you're overweight and you want to lose that weight for your health. Revisit that. Remember why it's so important to you. Expose yourself to more inspiring stories and delicious recipes and believe in yourself. And if you fall off get back on and of course I think for all of us it should definitely of course be about the animals and health, but we can't forget the environment as well. It's so important that we leave our planet better off than we found it, which right now we're not doing a very good job at all of that. I hear people complain about climate change all the time and it's too hot and this and this and that. But what are we ourselves, not the government, doing to help turn things around and help leave this planet in a better place than it was when we got here? So for all those things, hopefully you will become or stick with the vegan lifestyle. And whenever you're having a hard time, whenever you're feeling like you're losing track and you're you can't stay on it. Come back to your original reasons for becoming vegan. And if you must, which you should, expand those reasons. It just makes it so much easier to keep doing your thing. All right, guys. So, What are your favorite vegan hacks? Please share them in the comment section below. Not the ones that I said, but the other ones that you have that work really well for you, keep you eating good, keep you saving money, keep you spending time outside of the kitchen and enjoying the rest of your life. Share them in the comment section below with all of us. We'd love to hear. And of course, if you have any questions, share those too, because we're all here to help. Thank you guys so much for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye.
2: So once again, that was Janae Claiborne of Sweet Potato Soul with her tips for being a happy, healthy vegan. She has some amazing advice. You're listening to Animal Voices here on 100.5 FM CFRO, Vancouver Co-op Radio in Vancouver, BC, Canada, on unceded Coast Salish territories. And now it's time for some events. Tomorrow, February 22nd, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., Uh, It's the national day of protest to end the commercial sled dog industry. That's happening in Whistler, B.C. Uh, They'll meet outside the Whistler grocery store at 4211 Village Square at noon. Uh, On February 22nd, they say we will join activists in numerous cities across Canada in Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Ontario, Quebec, and New Brunswick in a national day of protest to end the commercial sled dog industry. Tourists and the public have been led to believe that sled dogs are loved, well cared for, love running extreme distances and extreme conditions, and are superstar athletes who enjoy royal treatment. But this could not be further from the truth a truth that has very successfully been hidden from public view for far too long. So, to learn more, see their Facebook event page. Again, that's tomorrow, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., meeting outside the Whistler grocery store in Whistler. And then, on Sunday, February 23rd, it's National Vegan Cupcake Day, and this one in Vancouver will raise funds for Rasta Sanctuary in Chimanes. Um, That is Sunday, 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at Grandview Park at 1657 Charles Street. Come enjoy a decadent selection of vegan cupcakes and other delicious goods to help raise funds for Rasta Sanctuary. We will be set up at Grandview Park on the drive at 11.30 a.m. Sunday, February 23rd. If you can make vegan cupcakes or other vegan baked goods to donate to the cause, please get in touch with Priscilla Nabucco. We acknowledge that this event will take place on the traditional and unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples. And also on February 23rd, Sunday 2pm to 5pm, it's the Sproutens Documentary Watching and Discussion event. This will be at the Prometheus Private Advisory Group at 1385 West 8th Avenue in Suite 355. Curious about going plant-based and how the change will impact your health and athletic performance? Sproutens is proud to host the documentary watching and discussion feature the Game Changers. This event is free to attend. There is a venue capacity. Please RSVP directly on their Facebook event page so they can keep count. Again, that
4: is Sunday, February 23rd, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. And then on Sunday, February 23rd from 5 to 7 p.m., there will be our second discussion of the Vancouver Vegan Feminist Book Club. Uh, This month's book was Racism as Zoological Witchcraft, A Guide to Getting Out by AFCO. We actually interviewed AFCO on the show about that book, and it was amazing. Yes. You can check it out on
2: our, uh, on our website, animalvoices.org. <laughs>
4: um, so you can come regardless of your reading level. Um, all are welcomed. And we'll be having a critical discussion on a range of topics related to anti-oppression, um, covering the use of taxidermy on the reality show The Bachelor to the motifs in the film Get Out. Um, we'll, there'll be clips, and feel free to join us. There might be some snacks. Um, nice. <laughs> on February 24th begins the Vancouver Vegan Week, um, which will be ending on March 1st. So, a couple different vegan restaurants around Vancouver um, aim to connect people to enticing plant based options um, through diverse eats. So, some restaurants include Beatbox, that'll have a seitan fried chicken sandwich, burritos, at taco fino, and a salad at Bandita's. Um, and even a date cake at Nuba. Nice. <laughs> cool. Um, so then oft after that, on the 28th, a community member, Zoe Margaret, is hosting a birthday fundraiser for herself at the juice truck to promote some uh, money for huggable, rescue, and homes for Hooves Sanctuary. Nice. Um, there will be silent auctions, food and drinks, and tickets as well. Um, also, if you're interested in going to the Animal Rights Conference, the early registration tickets are on sale now. So that's going to be in July. So you could, if you're thinking ahead from July 16th to the 19th, you can reserve your tickets now for about 10% off. And that's in L.A. this year, is that it's right? It's in Portland in for Portland. One of the first time. Wow, yeah. Wow, nice. Mm-hmm. Can, people can carpool down. Yeah. There'll also be events before and after if you want to um, go down beforehand. There's going to be some vegan tours around Portland and another protest on vivisection. Wow, mm-hmm. best vegan food in the world there in Portland. That's exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So go to their website um, to learn more about the Animal Rights Conference and reserve your spot cool. Thanks for that, Grace. If you have an animal-friendly
2: event that you'd like us to announce on the show, shoot us an email at radioanimalvoices at gmail.com. And my guest today is Asha Wielden, vegan chef and founder of Kula Foods. Kula is a Vancouver-based food producer specializing in Afrocentric, plant-based foods that are rich in flavor, nutritious, and satisfying. Hello, Asha, and welcome to Animal Voices. Hey, Elise. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, it's great to have you back. So it's been a little while since we last had you on the show. Can you give us a refresher on what Kula is about? Absolutely. It's great to be back. Um when
5: when was I back? Was it two years I ago? It was in 2018. Yeah. It was about a year and a half ago, yeah. I think. Yeah, we had just started. Um, so we've evolved a bit uh, into uh, catering. I, I'll kind of give a brief background of Kula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we had initiated uh, Kula um, about three years ago, and um, was inspired by my early childhood uh, growing up in Kenya and uh, also Toronto for twenty years. Nice, Um, and really speaking to plant-based food um, that is again inspired by East African flavors. Um, And we've since like moved on with um, continued. Uh, building our offerings into catering services. Uh, we are, we've done a couple of pop-up events uh, to really uh, educate around plant-based uh, and vegan uh, lifestyle, uh, but also the culture aspect and really just getting people together uh, within the community. Nice. Um, And meal prep. So we are now also offering meal prep services, um, zero waste meal prep services. We've partnered with uh, GOMAI as one of their suppliers. Um, Yeah, and that's going to continue growing into... uh, know a larger uh, segment oh that's so yeah. exciting yeah yeah it's true the last
2: time you were here I think it, you were just starting out and
5: stuff so yes, it's, yeah we it's amazing just in to, farmers markets yeah so it's
2: right oh it's amazing yeah. to hear about how you're yes. growing so tell me about some of the beautiful dishes that you create
5: yes okay so th- Taking that inspiration of growing up in Kenya, um, I love playing with spices. Mm -hmm. And so we we often create these really fragrant rice bowls, um, including rice palau. Um, And so spices like cumin, uh, cayenne. also uh, curry powder, uh-huh. um, and more, way more yeah. <laughs> than what is, my memory is leading to me right, right now. Like but uh, yeah, so we, we like to build different levels of flavor, cardamom. Oh my yeah. Um, and so playing with that, we use a lot of whole foods and grains. Um, I, I love I love lentils. So one of our signature uh, menu items are stews and curry uh, that have lentils or, or a black-eyed peas, uh-huh. chickpeas. I love mushroom, so adding mushroom to... Um, not that you need it, but if, you know, for anyone that wants that familiarity with the meat, it's it's a great alternative. Yeah. Um, what else do we do? Oh, my gosh. So many fried items. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Madazzi donuts, again, plain oh. with cardamom and different spices. Nice. And sambusa, also known as samosa. Yeah. Are some of the items we're offering. Also, um, you know, kind of by mistake, I love Italian food and um, growing up in Toronto, it's my first one of my first cuisines to go to wow so we have our famous gluten-free lasagna that wow. is offered through catering as well as meal prep nice. um so that's really fun it's fun to play with that that's risotto fun. we have a beet risotto and pasta dishes wow yeah i've um i've had your
2: sakuma stew a couple times and it's like one of my favorite things it's so Yay. good i love the um <laughs> there is a pretty distinct cardamom note yes. in there and i love yes. cardamom yeah so good all these beautiful yeah. Yeah lentils and vegetables and stuff in there. So what inspired you to start this company, Kula Foods,
5: and what keeps you going? For sure. Um, So transitioning to uh, plant-based and vegan. And so when I moved to Vancouver, it's been five years now. I found there were so many great offerings uh, from around the world. Um, and uh, I found there was an opportunity to kind of um, expand that offering of uh, East African flavors mm. and West African, quite frankly. Um, I don't see as many options uh, at that time uh, and specifically plant-based. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I saw that as an opportunity. The second layer is I was, I was, I was uh, in a corporate job for 15 years. Um, And so during the time, um, the dream of Kula came about. I was actually pregnant. And um, shortly after going on mat leave, my daughter came to us, you know, joined us, Halima, uh, little Hallie. I really felt this need to create something that was speaking to my values and my experiences. And as much as I loved, you know, those 15 years in a telecom industry, which it was, you know, it aligned with some of the things I I am currently doing in terms of creating uh, projects and launching new products, um, I found that I had this need to create something that was, you know, aligned with my values and showing, you know, my daughter... um, what uh you know the future is and like kind of opening the doors for her Mm -hmm. um is my key inspiration um and then i think this brought me back to my early childhood in kenya and really connecting to food cool so that's where kula came from it means eat in swahili Uh Uh, so so i get a lot of questions around that right (laughs) But yeah, yeah, so I say my, my daughter and uh, early, early childhood memories. Oh, that's beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, super cool. Yeah. Um, so what has Kula been up to lately? You
5: touched on this a little bit, yes. getting into catering and stuff like that. Um, are there any highlights from recent events? For sure. Yeah, we... Uh, it's a natural progression, I believe. Uh, you know, when we initially started, we thought, okay, we're gonna we're gonna look at retail and you know get, get as many packaged goods into uh, stores with the hopes that so that there are more ac- more access of plant based options. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we are still doing that lightly. Yeah, <laughs> it's really challenging with yeah. retail, but we're still we're still continuing on that road. However, we've just found such a, a great response to hot food, hot meals, and that experience of food as it's been prepared. And so catering um, became, I, I believe, a natural progression. So we've been uh, offering a lot of office and home catering services. Wow. Uh, and uh, it varies depending on, you know, the needs of our clients. And so that's that's been really exciting. I'm really loving that. Yeah. Um, meal prep. I remember Gomai reaching out about a year and a half ago. And um, yeah, we've, we've really partnered partnered up with on a a few dishes and it's continuing to increase Um, yeah and then events so we always wanted to do events and that's really touching base on bringing community together That's one of our key values uh, and mission and so we've had a few pop-ups with some of our uh, community members hey gray (laughs) and so That's sorry. That's my manager. (laughs) He's outside there, but yeah, partnering up on events to drive home. A first off, plant-based food is incredible. It's delicious. Uh, You know, sending the message of kind living, um, and connected living. And so what we're uh, gearing up is is uh, having uh, continuous events uh, with um, other. I would say family, really. Elbow Patties. That's a, f- a friend of mine who creates patties, including plant-based options. Wow. So my goal is by the end of the year is transition him over oh, to yes. plant-based yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, offerings fully. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're going to be uh, introducing brunch series to really speak to all the different dishes that are so exciting and delicious. Cool. Um, yeah. But also incorporate some members through arts and uh, you know spoken words and yeah different practitioners workshops Uh, so we have uh, also partnered with a a group called Afrovan Connect and so their mission is to create space for uh, those of African diaspora uh, because they have seen an opportunity to create more of a safe space mm-hmm. to celebrate and uh, be, you know, ourselves. Yeah. And so we've really partnered up to, to incorporate both the Brunch Series. They are a non-profit, so our goal is to raise funds f- for them to continue uh, driving that home. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, super What fun. else is going on? Oh, my gosh. Black, his- <laughs> Black History <laughs> yeah. Month. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, it's packed with Black History Month. Wow. Um, You're events. just doing a bunch of events. I li- yeah, a bunch helpful. of events, uh, yeah. mostly catering. A few of the events are with UBC. And the most recent one that really stands out for us is um, it's looking at sustainability, but also environmental racism. We had a chance to listen to a speaker, uh, you know, Talk about something that's going on in Nova Scotia, and it's been going on for a very long time mm. uh, in the Black community around the city's decision to dump garbage uh, in in marginalized communities. Wow. Um, so that was very interesting yeah. and kind of eye opening, and it really ties back to um, other change, other previous history. Uh, in Africville I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Africville but it's a whole long story but um, it's it's, uh, there's a major parallel around uh, looking at these communities and um, yeah the support or lack of uh, from the city um, of Halifax yeah yeah
2: We've talked about environmental racism on the show mm-hmm. in the past, just about like in connection with animal agriculture, how yes. quite often um, factory farms and slaughterhouses are placed in yes. marginalized communities, yes. and people are affected by some of these industrial chemicals and the ammonia and um, all Absolutely. the manure getting into the water supply and stuff like that. Absolutely, and yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's so definitely we, were, an we issue. were
5: yeah we were we yeah it was it's it's really sad, but it's it's something that. I think that needs to be brought up to light because for sure. unless you're affected, it may not be as obvious. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so we've, we were able to cater. Again, it's interesting because uh, Gray and I, who's just out <laughs> the door, oh, yeah. um, we have these discussions around being in the right rooms. And uh-huh. that's why I would say one of the biggest shifts for us is being in the right room uh, in terms of two layers. Like what sort of impact do, do we want to uh, provide? Right. Um, and I think food is... Our process of creating justice or like, you know, contributing uh, to the justice of humans and animals. Um, And so I'm really thankful for those opportunities. Uh, This weekend, coming up, uh, UBC again is looking at the Rwanda genocide, Mm -hmm. in which uh, I am so proud that it's going to be all plant based, in which we are going to cater as well. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's that's kind of the rooms that we've been moving into. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Super cool. And of course, spreading spreading um uh kindness yes <laughs> absolutely well, it's true i
4: mean the most uh the people who are most affected by climate change are marginalized groups and those yes. who are less yes. equipped to deal with it and it's you know we're all fighting against the main oppress the same oppressors it's really important that people who fight for um the injustice of animals fight for all injustices right absolutely yeah absolutely
2: yeah, totally. absolutely. yeah. Totally. yeah. Yeah, so um, tell me a little bit more about what's special to you about vegan cuisine and plant-based
5: cuisine. So this question came up uh, through a campaign that I recently did with Native Shoes. Oh, nice. And so I was there. It was their "Kind to All Kinds" campaign. Cool. And um, it was again an alignment um, and. I, you know I wish I really went into depth of my beliefs around spirit being spiritually connected mm-hmm, um, yeah. through uh, mindful eating right right so eating plant-based food is a decision not only for yourself but it's again as Grace mentioned it's the decision around uh, our impact um, uh, to the planet to animals it's not just about that singular person yeah um, and it's it's really um, it's really uplif- uplifting, and uh, it keeps us going. Um, we have children, right? Mm-hmm. We, I have two kids, Luca and Hallie. And um, teaching her a and, and Luca, soon, Luca. Luca's one years old. He's <laughs> <It's laughs> learning. Um, I'm really proud to be able to connect uh, them to why we eat plant-based, only mm. plant-based food, and why we cool. do not have animal products in our home. Uh-huh. And so it's... it's uh, I feel like I'm preparing them, you know, for the future, but also to be able to have strong values mm-hmm. um, and, and sh- show kindness, right. you yeah. know, uh, as the basics. Um, what's also special is it really connects, I th- I believe, even with uh, so where I come from, I, I don't remember, the the greatest things that I remember um, is that connection to the land. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew our own plants, uh, we shared these plants, so it wasn't, again, a singular thing. Uh, thing. Right. We if a neighbor was growing um let's say corn, we grew collard greens and we shared that. Cool. You know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's that community basis. Right. Um so I think the Vancouver community is doing a great job um uh, leading the way. It's been sh- proven. Statistics show that in Canada at least. Um so I'm really thankful uh for that community. Um and that's what plant-based means. It's community, it's mindfulness, kindness, um, and looking at the overall, you know, versus uh, ourselves.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear a little more, too, about how the foods that you make sort of connect you to or honor your cultural
5: traditions or your family traditions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's sukuma stew you mentioned, uh, collard greens, so we refer to collard greens as sukuma. uh uh-huh. um, Anytime I work with that, the smell of it brings me right back, right, Um, to my mom's kitchen, uh, but also growing and, you know just picking it picking it off the garden um so i use collard greens a lot yeah cardamom cardamom the smell of cardamom again is are one of those spices that takes me right back to my mom's right. cooking i know something special is about to go down right. <laughs> <laughs> when you smell that yeah. you know yeah. um and it's interesting so i drink a lot of chai and and it's i think it's really cardamom that drives that
4: yeah that you yeah. you can go sweet or savory it's yes. just diverse it's true it yeah. is yeah. very
5: versatile It's still. amazing yeah. i put it in everything yeah yeah <laughs> cool. oh that's yes. one of my favorites too. yes yeah. those are the two main yeah um and then incorporating you know some of like flour and grain that i i, I grew to love or um grew up with um I would say what else? Corn, corn flour. Mm-hmm. So there's a meal called ugali, and it is paired usually with sukuma, uh, collard greens, and it's like a it's a very simple dish. It's considered a poor man's uh, food, uh-huh. um, and this actually brings me back to that first the question you had about what does plant based mean mm-hmm. to you. And so I grew up eating a lot of poor man's food, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I. From what I observed, and historically in most African dishes, they're mostly pre- uh, predominantly vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And the introduction of meat was kind mm-hmm. of the show showing of wealth in some ways. And so yeah we survive on plants right and so i think it's getting back to that original form of what food is cool yeah yeah
2: Yeah. it's amazing yeah i was i was thinking about what you said about um collard greens actually because i also love collard greens but i find they're sort of hard to find here do you have they are are they're tougher yeah tougher
5: you can get them only organic right so donald's market carries them oh a few of the smaller shops on commercial um, have them as well. Cool. But uh-huh. yeah, I'm always looking for. Oh, UBC Farm. Yeah. They grow them as oh, well. That's yes, good to know. and there are a few yeah. farmers uh, locally that also grow. But yes, it's really, it's tough to find. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. I've done I've done some touring in like the American South, yes. and it's super easy to yes. find them there, and yeah. they're super
4: cheap. You f- get this yeah. massive bunch right. for like five dollars. Yes. Yes. My yes. family's from Alabama, so oh, it's yes. Like yes. something that I seek out. I I much prefer it to kale. I yeah. Really yeah. love the texture, and it's this. Yeah, it's quite similar when you get it. It's it makes you kind of feel like your home really. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice. There's yeah, that there's so that good.
5: smell I can't describe. Mm-hmm. But um and it's so versatile. You can yes. saute, you can steam it. Collard wraps are so good yeah, as collard yeah. wraps.
4: I find that too. You can use it yeah. in so many different so things, many many so many ways you great. can use. Yeah. Or even when sure. I was gonna ask about like how your foods are new to so many people but are also in many ways familiar Mm -hmm. and just kind of those notes
5: of comfort in your foods. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of discussions usually for anyone that has had uh, East Indian food. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's like... I get excited because we can talk about diversity of like who we are, right, okay. and how we're connected. So in Kenya, um, there is definitely a fusion of Indian food right. and, and mm-hmm. y- you know East and West African food, yeah. and and this you know goes dates way back. And so, yeah, thank you colonization. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. you know, I mean, we can get deep into it. But I, it's such a great discussion of how diverse. Kenya is um, in terms of sides. sometimes it's hard to describe what the foods are Yeah, you know because someone who lives in on the north side like where I I grew up in Isiolo on the north side of uh, Kenya the food is the connection to the food is a bit different than let's say south or yeah yeah
2: that's such a fascinating thing I think that's the case in Probably most countries around the world, there's just influences from all these other places, depending sure. on who's
4: migrated there and yeah, <gasps> colonialism and stuff yes. like that. It's like, yes. yeah, it's such a fascinating yeah, subject. So fascinating. And no culture is wrong. I mean, you find that with both food right. and music and how yeah. like things kind of meld together. And yeah, it's nobody's like in
2: isolation, yeah. everybody's right. been sharing for yes. centuries, right? Yes. So yeah, that's super cool. Um, so what is next for Kula? Do you have any exciting events coming up? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, so the brunch series I mentioned, uh, we're going to kick off end of March and our goal is to have a repeated, um, event and it's going to take place in in Calabash. Um, we're also speaking with a few other local shops for a dining series Uh and, um, I think what what our goal is to align with some of our causes that that we care about and including Afro Van Connect, uh, what else is going on? Um... So we have Melon and Mixer this weekend, cool. um, yeah. and so Ooh. we are offering um, uh, again brunch there. But we're, we've been we've been working on a lot of grazing tables. Uh-huh. Um, I so saw yes. a photo so of one of those on your Facebook. It was stunning, too. actually. Yeah, so that's going to so be amazing. back to back the next couple of days. But we were starting off with Melon and Mixer uh, oh. this, <laughs> this Sunday. Oh, beautiful! Um, it's it's uh, put on by uh, Dora from Bliss Your Heart.
2: Oh, um, yes. nice. And you mentioned you're now on Foodie as well, right? we so Foodie. Yeah. We're Uh
5: foodie. Look up for more expansion around our meal prep services. Uh, so we want to incorporate more of a family style sharing as well yeah. as a, as, a, as an opportunity, but still zero waste, reusable containers. Um, I check out Gomaya as well uh, for all our meal selections, catering. Yeah, we're gonna be focused on catering cool. really hard. I think there's an opportunity to have a focused plant based uh, catering options yeah. in Vancouver amazing um, so hoping to grow that and one day dream up a wedding yeah. <laughs> we can cater
2: oh great super yes. cool yeah.
5: well sadly we are out of time already okay.
2: but um, Asha Wilden thank you so thank much for you. joining us on the show today it's been amazing to have you as always thank you. Um, if you'd like to learn more about Asha's work and Kula Foods check out their website at KulaKitchen.ca you've been listening to Animal Voices here on 100.5 FM Vancouver Co-op Radio in Vancouver BC Canada on Unstated Coast Salish territories. Join us next Friday, February 28th at noon for more animal-friendly programming. We here at Animal Voices want to connect with you online. Visit our website, animalvoices.org, where you can stream past shows and download them as podcasts. You can also see our show blog there with detailed links and subscribe to us on iTunes. Stay in touch with us on Facebook and Instagram at Animal Voices Vancouver and on Twitter at Animal Voices YVR. And now we'll leave you with a song. Here's legendary reggae artist Maccabee with E." Stay tuned for Radio Ecoshock with Alex Smith. Thank you for listening to Animal Voices today, and remember to be kind to the animals.
6: Salamata I tell and a vegan, we're vegan. I and vegan, I eat from the earth and need the animals to give birth. No dead ass, no fur, no, no, feathers. Feathers. no feathers. When I tell people I don't eat meat, fish or dairy, then look at me strangely. No then not realise I eat no a deaders. very wide variety. Listen to my Papi. Yo, how me eat, them I wonder where me eat. When me tell them, say me no eat no fish, no, no me now. I when me eat, them I wonder where <laughs> me am. When me tell them, say that I'm a vegan, man. I when me eat, them I wonder where me eat. Tell them, say, me no eat no fish, no, no meat now. how when me eat them, I wonder when me numb. When me tell him, say, that I'm a vegan. When me no eat no meat, no fish, no cheese, no no egg. Nothing with no foot, no eye, no wing, no no head. Nothing with no lip, no ears, no tongue, no, no leg. Prepper, fruit and vegetables instead. Ha, ah, me careful and me choose about what I'm eating. Me medicine, my me food, my food is my me medicine. When me tell people that me no eat them, they think, they look at me and scratch them chin and start wondering. I when me eat, and I wonder when me eat. When me tell them, say eat no fish no meat now. I when me eat, them i wonder when me eat. When me tell them, say that I'm a vegan. I when me eat, them i wonder when me eat. When me tell them, say me eat no fish not, I' meat, no meat now. I when me eat, and I, no I, no. I wonder when me eat. You want to hear what me eat? I eat kaladoo, aki, sweet potato, yam, banana, and tomato, cabbage, spinach, avocado, chocho, butter, bean, and cocoa, courgette, millet, plantain, rice, and peas, and pumpkin, mango, dates, and guava, chickpeas, and cassava, Brussels sprouts, and cauliflower, onion, fennel, and cucumber, plum, pear, and papaya, aubergine, and sire, lime, lentils, and quinoa, oatmeal, bread, and oatmeal, flour, water, and okra, tofu, and sweet pepper, tootkos, and carrot, broccoli, and coconut, peaches, apples, apricot, breadfruit, jackfruit, sours, pistachios, shoes and almonds, walnut, peanut, also pecan, sesame seeds, some flour, Lemon, orange, pineapple, and melon, mango, wheat, and garlic, kiwi, corn, and turnip, pacho, one pomegranate, edgy kiwi and racket berries, cherries, and strawberries, beetroot, beetroot, fruit and celerys. You say them is not necessary. When I tell them, I when me eat and I wonder when me eat. When me tell them, say no eat no fish nor no meat now. I when me eat and I wonder when me yam. When me tell them, say that I'm a vegan man. I when me eat and I wonder when me eat. When me tell them, say no eat no fish nor no meat now. I when me eat them, I wonder where me when me yam. When let say that I'm a vegan hey, Look how me big and me say look how me strong Some people can't believe that me a vegetarian If you want a healthy body, check the real Rasta man. Cause man, will tell you about the right nutrition Me get me calcium, me sodium, me get potassium Me get me zinc, me get me iron and me magnesium Instead of yam the fish, me yam what the fish yam. Like the kelp and Irish mustard growing at the ocean Me get me proteins and me minerals Me get me calories, the vitamins, a, the B, the C, the D, the e. F.T.G. The sense of fatty acid like the Omega tree. Me get me fiber and me carbohydrates in my body. Don't forget your water, drink a few glass a day. The toxins in your body just flush them away. Some of the things you eat stop in your body and decay. When it come to food I don't play. We tell them, say, when me eat them, I wonder when me eat. When me tell them, say, me not eat no fish, no, no meat now. When me eat them, I wonder where me yum. Yeah. When me tell them, say, that I'm a vegan man. I when me eat I wonder when me we eat, when we tell we them, say, me no fish, no, no meat, now. How when eat them, I wonder when we when we tell them, say, that I'm, I'm a vegan. <laughs> a lot of people would have stopped eating the meat. If they had to kill the animal before, they could have eat. Look bandy, anyway, where the animal then get treat. On sanitary condition, where some of them keep it, we're supposed to eat no the meat. We would no have, no have sharp it. You wouldn't no need, no need no a knife and a fork, you know, see. You can't eat it dry, you have to cook it complete. put on vegetable seasoning to make it taste sweet. Eat and I wonder when we eat when we tell them, say, I'm not no fishing, nah, I'm nah, me now. I want me eat and I wonder when we know when we tell them, say that I'm a vegan man. I want me eat. Them I wonder when me eat, when me tell them say me no no fish no nah, nah meat now. Nah. How ah, when me eat, them I wonder when me yam. When me tell them say that I'm a hey, It's up to you. You can eat what you want to. You can be a vegetarian and be healthy too. There's a lot of choice around. Many foods around you. Me just remember some more I forget to for tell you. The nectarines and tangerines and clementines and guanabana, lighty oats and ginger, kale spilling in among beans, warm your pasta.